Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome back to The Cottage. We have another broadcast for you, Psalm 122, in our series on the Songs of Ascents, where we explore the topic of worship in our next step. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for who you are, and we glorify you for what you're doing in this place, what you're doing in our lives. We face so many trials and tribulations. We stumble, we fall, we find ourselves in need of your grace. We're looking for that day that we can be with you, but we can be with you right now. And so we're just responding to your grace in this place to experience all that you are. Help us to see what you're calling us to. In these times that we're going through so many things, we can embrace you through them all and experience your grace in light of everything we're facing. We Pray for all those who cannot be here today for whatever reason, wherever they may be. Father, we pray your blessing upon them. There are many that have gone on before us. There are many that are stuck in something. We just pray for whatever that something is. We prayed for those in the prayer list, and we just pray for those. But we're also so glad for some people to be here that have not been able to be here in quite some time. And so we are rejoicing, and we are very glad today because... Some have come and you have come in your house and we are meeting in this place in your grace. And we're so excited for that. We're so excited. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I guess we didn't get this to connect. Praise the Lord. So we're doing a series on the Psalms of Ascent. And in the Psalms of Ascent, there we go. We're going through these 15 psalms that are step by step taking us higher into the things of the Lord. And this morning we're on our third step. So we're doing the songs of ascents. This is the third psalm. It's worship of all things. And we're in Psalm 122. And we've discussed this. We introduced this series to you. We've been going very slow with it to help you understand that these are the songs that they used on their return to God's house as they're making their way. And so we've been talking about these and the first response is the first five is the going up to Jerusalem. As all the pilgrims were called to travel to Jerusalem because they only had the temple. And as the exiles in Babylon are returning with Ezra and Nehemiah to rebuild the temple, they're excited to finally return back. And it's a reversal. Remember, 
when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden to the east, and now they're traveling from the east, just like the wise men were coming from the east to see Jesus. They're coming from the east as exiles back to Jerusalem. And they're excited, and they've got this as their songbook, and this is their prayer guide, and this is leading them to take these steps to Zion. So that's we're in the first part. The second response we'll get to next week, starting with Psalm 125, when they arrive at the city and they're passing through the gates and they just can't wait to get to God's house to meet with God. And finally, the third response, the last five, Psalm 130 to 34, when they arrive at the main court of the temple for their sacrifice, for their fellowship meal, and for their benediction, the blessing. And so they were so excited to make this journey. And I'm inviting you to make these steps with me. And we're on this first section. We're still on our way to Zion. We're still on our way up. There's so many things trying to pull us back, pull us back away from the things of God. But we are making our climb. And I've been using my wife as an illustration because she helped me climb the mountains of the Himalayas, the Himalayas. And she pushed me up that mountain. And I'm trying to push us up to what God wants. And it's a tough fight, all the things we're going through. But it is a glad day because God is with us. God is with us. In the last song we understood it. Today we're going to be talking about worship. Are you caught up into the things of God? John was caught up in Revelation. Paul was caught up in 2 Corinthians 12. We need to be caught up in the things of God. This world is like a flood. It's just raging waters shifting us here and there. And we don't know where we're going. Pushed about by everything. Pandemics and cancer and this and that is pushing and pushing. And it's time to get up like the eagle and get above the storm and just let it all blast us up to push us higher and higher, closer to God that we get caught up with him. No matter what is thrown at us. Paul says, they threw everything at me. One of the things I loved about John Sander at the funeral, he started off quoting. He said, a lot of people don't understand why I'm preaching my own wife's funeral. He said, I'll quote one of my favorite theologians. And he quoted Rocky Balboa. (laughs) I quoted Rocky Balboa in my master's thesis. You remember that, Dad? I put Rocky in there because I feel like Paul's like, yo, Adrian, you know, they just keep hitting me up. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how you can get up when they hit you with the hardest. And Paul just kept getting up. He just kept getting up. Get up. When Joshua was at Jericho and had that great victory and they're celebrating. And then they went to that city of Ai. And then 36 people, they, beat, they got beat by, you know. It's like the St. Louis Cardinals getting beat by your wiffle ball team, you know? Okay, the Cubs, but the Cardinals? Come on now. All right? I mean, come on! And Joshua's down there, and he's laid before the Lord, he's a, and God says, get up! Get up, Joshua! I've got a plan! I'll show you what went wrong, and we'll get right! And that's what we did in the first step. Repentance. We got right. We're getting on this track. We've been doing things a little bit off kilter. And now we're going to get caught up. We're going to do things right. Repentance. Getting on the right path. Psalm 121 we did this morning in Sunday school. So if you missed it, take someone out to eat that was here. And they'll tell you about it. Okay? Otherwise, we have some recordings and sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. My brother says they're really nice when they work because, you know, I like the... I give the summaries if the recording doesn't work. And then he's like, the summaries are not as good. 
providence. We talked about maintaining that God will keep you. And we ended with the love of God that we just sang about. The love of being kept in the love of God despite all the hate and cruelty in this world. Despite all the powers. And we looked at the hills and all the gods and all those other things. And all those enemies. And yet they sang. They prayed. Psalm 121. I look to the hills. I look at all these powers. I look at all these things. But I look to God who keeps me despite all. And in the presence of everybody, as we prayed with Elisha before, we we talked about him. And he prayed for that servant to open his eyes and see. We're surrounded by the enemy, but hey, the enemy is surrounded by God. Okay. So God will keep you. That was this morning. And now we're ready for worship, practicing the presence. You know, we often talk about doctors, and I mentioned my sister and there was some malpractice with her, and she's not with us. She died at 30 because of malpractice, because they were practicing. And sometimes we make mistakes when we're practicing in the presence of God. But you know what? God's grace covers it, and we'll get it right. And so God is offering us. He's going to keep you. Remember that. He's going to keep you. And life might throw you here, and life might throw you there, and the winds can howl, and the rains can come, and the storms and everything. But just remember that God is going to get you through. Because he's going to keep you. And we are to worship him. Be caught up. And so I love this. Psalm 122. No greater song to sing today. Man, this is awesome. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. God wants me in his house. Hallelujah. That should be an exciting thing. God wants you in the house. And boy, we just sang how glad of a day when Jesus was coming. Well, Jesus is so happy that you're here in his house that he brought you here today to be in his house with his father. He went to the cross and died for you to get here. My buddy Bill, who's buried over there by Panera Bread in the cemetery. You know, he always used to joke about how people are dying to get in the cemetery. And then he passed away recently from Brown Street. And we always think, I always think about that when I drive by there. Hi, Bill. You're dying to get in there because you wanted to be with Jesus. But you know what? Jesus died so you could be right here right now with him. We don't have to wait for that day because we got today. This is the day the Lord has made. And he said, I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. God wants us in his house. And here you are. Hallelujah. And he's so excited. He's so excited. Family's always excited to have the family over. To have the family over. To be together in the house with the family. It's exciting, isn't it? Let us go into that. They're on their way. They haven't reached there yet, but they're so excited. Boy, when we get there, this is exciting. So exciting. They're even singing this afterwards. When they leave, they sing it again. You know, you ever, ever do those songs and you play it again? My children all the time. Again. Again. My five-year-old. Again, daddy. Again. They get excited. Again. They sing this when they leave because they're like, it was so great to be in the house of God. It was so exciting. Woo! To be with God and his people. To be with all those that are surrounding the throne. The myriads and myriads surrounding them. To be with God. To be with all those who have gone before us. To be with all those who have been faithful to him. Knowing that maybe we haven't been quite been faithful. Maybe we haven't been faithful, but he doesn't care because he's going to make it right. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It's where you're going. 
going that matters. Where are you going? And God wants to make sure that you go to the right place. And that's why we started with repentance, getting you to go toward God. And that's all I am. That's the secret to my success. They asked me, they came down from Chicago when I passed that church on the other side of the state. said, what are you doing here? I said, I just teach people about Jesus. I just... Young man there grew up in that church. He's born when I was pastor of that church. And he always used to say, that guy, when I come back from missionary, they say, who's coming Sunday? He said, that guy that shouts about Jesus. He's just so excited about Jesus. He just loves Jesus. That's it. Jesus. Because Jesus just loves us. Our feet shall stand within the gates of Jerusalem. We're going to be right there. Whoo! Right there. Robert was just telling me how it's great to be in God's word, to be in prayer, to be, be right there. It's so great. Whoo, I'm so glad to be in the presence of God. Jerusalem building, a city that is compacting together, the city that was designed and built together. David carefully had that design, carefully built that, crafted that city so that it would be a city for God. A city for God. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. This is in Hebrew, Yah, the short form. Isn't that great? Yah. The short form of God's name, Yah in Hebrew. When you lengthen it out, the best we know it can be is Yahweh. Can't be three syllables because in Hebrew you can't do that. You can't make it Jehovah. That's an impossibility in the grammar of the Hebrew. But it's a short form. It's kind of amazing, the short form, you know. Some people ask me, what, you know, what do we call you? I said, well, you want to go by the King James? I'm Kenneth. You can use the old King, whip the King James out. My name is Kenneth in the King James. The short form is Ken. Ken. Be able to talk to God on an intimate level. Yah. Our God, Yah. Their, their intimacy with God. We're going to be with him. They weren't comfortable saying the full name. Because that was holy. So they just slipped in Yah. The short form. And they're with God. That's powerful. Under the testimony of Israel. The ark's there. The covenant's there. The testimony's there of what God did in the past. Meaning that same God is with us as we talked about in Sunday school. That's going to continue to do these same things for us that he did for them. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to continue doing those things. To give thanks into the name of the Lord. We come to give thanks to God. Thank you, Jesus. You got me through this week. Thank you. I sprang forward. I got out of bed. I don't know how many of you sprung out of bed this morning. Glory to God. Right? Huh? Woo! Do we say, good morning, Lord? Or do we go, good Lord, it's morning. (laughs) Morning is broken and I'm not ready. (laughs) No, I'm not going to fix today. If morning is broken, I'm not fixing it. <laughs> Pull the cover back over your eyes. You know, they say the worst thing to do is sleep in on spring forward. That's the worst thing you can do. best thing you can do is spring forward. If you delay it, it's going to be worse. To give thanks unto the name of God. They got his name, yeah. They can't say his full name, but they'll say it short for him. They'll say, yeah. The tribes, the people, he's gathered these people together. These are the people of God. The assembly. The congregation, they called it. You know, that same word is ekklesia in the Greek. When they translate these words over into 
Greek, about 250 years before Jesus, they used the word ecclesia, and that's the word from which we get church. This is the church we're talking about. God's people, his assembly, his congregation, the assembly, ecclesia, the tribes, these people, the people of the Lord that God chose. God says, I'll choose you. He took everybody in Genesis chapter 11 and said, oh, we're done. We're done. We're going to do our own thing. So God says, fine, you go do your own thing then. Go. Do whatever you want. Go worship your gods. Go do your thing. They all went off and did their own thing. Then at the end of chapter 11, God reaches back down. Grabs an idolater by the name of Avram. Avram, they don't want me. How about if we show them what they're missing? And through Avram and Sarah, we got Abraham, we got all his people. And God has been showing what he will do with anyone who chooses to be his. God first loves us. God first chooses us. And then we respond by choosing him. And we are the chosen, the body of Christ. We are Jesus. We are his children. We're his seed. It goes on to say, For there are thrones of judgment, thrones of the house of David. And pray for the peace of Peaceville. <laughs> it, it's fun how it's, it pray peace in Jerusalem. But in, 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 in the Hebrew, it's all S's. It's sh- sh- shalom. So all this comes out S's. So in the English, we have P, 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 P. So pray for the peaceful city of Peaceville. We could do all the P's if we were doing it in English, but they do S-H in the Hebrew. And it just rolls off the tongue so beautifully for the Hebrew. The city of peace, pray that that city of peace, pray that peace, peace, let there be peace. Remember we, we talked about that previously. Therefore war, we want to be for peace. They're coming to the city of peace. We're almost there. We're on the third step and we're doing five steps and we get there. We'll get there. We'll reach the gates on the sixth step. We're just stepping into what God wants us, climbing higher and higher, looking for God's peace, looking for God's peace. They shall prosper that love thee, peace within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions six, for all those, everyone, as we talked about in Sunday school, everyone, all the churches, the, the Baptist church over here, the church out on the highway, all the churches, everybody, all around the world, all the Christians, praying for everyone to understand Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. And now, and will I will now say, peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. I've come because I want to seek even better. I want to make this climb to Jerusalem because I want even more of God. As we talked about in January. Seeking for more of God. We want more because it's so good. You, you eat at that place and you get on Facebook and you tell everybody, you got to eat here. man. The, the food is outstanding. You just want more. I got to go again. Want more of God and more of God. And he wants more of you. In Psalm 137, it's the opposite. They're in captivity. This is when they come out of captivity. But this is the song they were asked to This reminds them of the days when they were in captivity. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept in captivity in Babylon. 
when we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps on the willows in the midst there. We wouldn't sing these songs. Back then, we were in no mood to sing. I'm not in any mood to sing. For there they carried us away captive and required us a song. And that wasted uh, that they wasted uh, us, required us of mirth, saying, Sing unto us one of the songs of Zion. Even their enemies knew, wow, when you people sing about this place, it, you light up like a Christmas tree. Oh, man. Are they going to get rid of that at Christmas? Can't sing Silent Night anymore. We only can sing Jingle Bells. I mean, no, they sing our songs at Christmas. It's okay. Happy holidays, then we're still going to sing Silent Night. Away in the manger. They haven't got rid of our songs yet. Why? They know with joy to the world it brings. They know there's something about these songs. Come on, sing these. We ain't. We, they hung the guitars up. Sometimes it gets so bad you just don't want to sing. But now they're moving back toward God. They got shoved up against the wall. They're in Babylon, chained in exile, and they don't want to sing these songs. They don't want to have anything to do with these songs. As a matter of fact, it gets worse. And they start cussing, you know. Worse than a sailor. <laughs> How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget the O Jerusalem, my right hand forget a cunning. Yeah, cut my hand off. I don't want to forget Zion. But I'm not in the mood to sing because I'm stuck here. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Zion, to be with God, has got to be above the greatest thing. True, you're right about that. But I'm not in the mood to sing right now. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the days of Jerusalem, who said, raise it, raise it, even the foundation of O daughter of Babylon, who art thou destroyed? You're all going to get your comings. You're going to get destroyed. You're here today and gone tomorrow, and we're going to go back to Zion. Your problems are here today and gone tomorrow. Some people die with problems. No, they don't. They go on to live up there, and the problems stay down here. The sickness stays here, and they go up there. Your problems are here today, gone tomorrow. Babylon is here today and gone tomorrow. Happy shall he be that rewardeth thee, Babylon, as thou served us. Happy shall he be that taketh thy babies and smasheth their heads against stones. I mean, they're really upset. That's Psalm 137. And sometimes you want, you're upset. This is the Bible. Sometimes you're upset because things aren't going your way. And you're really down there in the dumps and you're just really telling God how it is. And God's like, okay, fine, let me bring you from that place. So that you can sing, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Sometimes we're in those terrible places. But God wants to bring us out of those terrible places where we see things so terribly that the enemy has us blinded and we're surrounded and everything's terrible. That we sing such curses upon our enemies. That we sing such curses. I talked to a person recently that said that their ex, their ex had prayed curses upon them and their family. And then they found out that, you know, they said, well, I'm not doing that. I believe in Jesus. I, don't, I believe God loves my enemies. I hope the best for my ex. And then they found out that their ex had members of the family pass away. The very thing that they prayed for to happen to, their, to this person happened to them. Be careful what you pray for. Tried to curse this person. And this person says, I refuse to curse. You curse me and my family, I, I love you in Jesus' name. I love you in Jesus' name. And then their family members start dying. So we, 
we can move away from that into what God wants. Psalm 122, verse 5, for there are set the thrones of judgment, the thrones in the house of David. There's thrones. I keep trying to tell you there's thrones. This is exciting. There are thrones. Hallelujah. Not just the throne of God. There's thrones. That God enthrones these people to lead the people in justice. To lead the people. Mishpat. Justice. Decision. Judgment. They're thrones of justice. And this is, I wrote this in one of my papers in, uh, published in, in Nepal. Yahweh creates the world in a state of righteousness resulting in this peace. Jerusalem. Shalom. The city of peace. Peace. God began everything in peace. Any act of sin or injustice introduces discord, shattering that peace. Restoration requires acts of justice to reestablish the lost righteousness. Justice is not as merely just punishing the guilty, but as restoring the victim to participation in a community. Only when all enjoy the fullness of life in the community does righteousness reign. That's what they're praying for in this psalm. They're praying for justice, for the thrones to be established and everybody get right. Everybody get right with the Lord. Everybody repent of their sins. Everybody love your enemy. Love your brothers and sisters. That can be hard sometimes, right? No, I don't know. Wait, I'm not sure. You guys discuss that afterwards, okay? (laughs) Sorry. That is in the Bible. (laughs) Sometimes you can't tell the difference between brothers and sisters in here, right? Love your neighbor. Anyway. But God wants us all to be right with one another. Right with him, the vertical. And right with one another, the horizontal. To be right. God just wants everything right. And that's what these thrones are talking about. He's saying, if we go there, everything will be right. I'm coming so I can get everything right. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with everybody. And I want to be glad because it's all over and we can get peace. Even though the world is vomiting on us otherwise. All this hatred. So, we did repentance in Psalm 120 to get us on the right path. Psalm 121 was about, in Sunday school, about providence and protection, how God will protect us. He will keep us on the right track. He keeps us. When we falter, we just turn to him and he will restore us. Even when we sin, he will restore us and get us back on the right track toward him. Psalm 122 now is the worship to be held in what is right to be held, caught up in the presence of God, to be held into, be kept into what is right. That we want everything right with us, right with him, and right with each other. Everything's right. Such that David in 2 Samuel 6 was bringing the ark into, when they first came to Jerusalem, and he's starting to establish Zion. He wanted to build the temple, he couldn't, but at least he brought the ark in. The first time he did, he didn't get it right. But then he got to Later on, repent. He got the ark back out there and he got it right. And when he brought it in, he started to worship God so undignified <laughs> that his wife's like, um, buddy, uh, you're doing a little bit over the top. <laughs> he says, I don't care if it's over the top. It's for Jesus. I don't care. I'll even more worship him. And oh, unreserved worship. He just danced before and gave everybody and everything was right. He was so glad to have God finally getting to that place because God said to Moses, I'm going to declare a name, a place. I'm going to choose that place to put my name. And there you can meet me. And David's like, we're finally getting to the point where we can meet with God. 
And Jesus gave us that right. And that's what we do here. We meet with God every Sunday morning for Sunday school, Sunday church, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Why? Most churches don't do this anymore. But we want to meet with God. We want more of God. So we meet with him. Because we want more of God. We want more, less of this world. We want more of God. In Amos chapter 5, verses 18 to 24, it says, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. We just sang about the day of the Lord. Many people talk about they can't wait for the day of the Lord. But to what end is it for you, Amos says to his people in chapter 5 of Amos. The day of the Lord for you is going to be darkness, not light. We talked about this in Sunday school. That there are false fires. We have to be careful. Because if we're not right with the Lord and the Lord comes, whoo, it's not going to be pretty. So be careful. Be careful. God will make you right, but don't try to make yourself right in your own eyes and not right with the Lord. He says, as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him, (laughs) or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. You can't run. You can't hide from God. You think you avoided the lion only to run in the bear? You think you jumped in the house and avoided the bear? The snake's going to bite you. You can't get away from the justice of God. God wants things right. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feast days. He's telling them, I hate this. In Amos chapter 5. Why? Why does he hate this? And I will not smell in your Solomon cylinders. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. What's not acceptable? Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beast. I'm not going to accept it. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs. Your songs are just noise. For I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. What I want? What do I want? I want justice. Let justice, judgment run down as the waters and righteousness as my What I want is for you to be right with me and right with each other and right with yourself. I don't just want Church, a building. I don't want church, piano playing, singing, preaching, reading of the Bible. I don't want that. What I want is you and your heart right with me, with yourself, and with each other. If that ain't happening, you ain't having church. I want everything right. I want to be able for you to be glad when you come to church. Oh, I just bring forward in my had a meeting yesterday morning and one guy prayed in the meeting and he didn't sound good at all. So I messaged him later in the day and says, you all right? He says, why? What's up? I said, you sound horrible this morning. <laughs> he said, well, I was out late with the young adults last night and, you know, we had a ministry event and we had an early morning service. That was a little tough for me. <laughs> but he says, I'm okay. So as long as you're okay, I just want to check because you didn't sound good. I COVID or what? I don't know. He's sick. He didn't sound good. You could hear that he wasn't sound good. To be right with each other, to be right with God, to be right in ourselves. That's what God wants. It's not just about having church. It's about being the church. Being right with God. Being a way to bring people so they'll be glad. So they want to spring forward by getting out of bed. Hallelujah, glory to God. As I told you, I mean, my brother, I don't know what he's thinking. He's not. My brother works midnights. 
He's not thinking. He just goes to the store, grabs it, puts it in the cart because it was on sale, and brings it home. But I get up this morning to go have a shower, and guess what's in the shower? Irish Spring. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, March? <laughs> I'm thinking our dinner on Tuesday, and I'm thinking spring forward. God, you're hilarious. Now, my brother didn't plan that. Maybe he did. I don't know. But I thought, that's awesome. That's awesome. That is hilarious. I got up this morning just like you did. Oh, Lord. Here we go. But then I was like, oh, God, it's going to do something. Woo! I just can't wait to get to church because he's going to do something. As much as my flesh is tired, man, I know God is going to do something. So I'm going to make this climb. I'm going to put another step forward. And I'm going to worship and praise God with all of my heart. Not just to do it because it needs to be done on a checklist, but I'm really going to do it. I'm going to be church, not just go to church. I'm going to be the church. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to be the body of Christ. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. That's what God is asking. This is the next step, just to experience all that God has for you. I hope and pray that you're not just clocking in and clocking out of church like they did in Amos 5, because it didn't work for them. And Amos was telling them the truth. Listen, it's not working. Okay? You're just going through the motions. No, that's not what God wants. What God wants is for us truly to turn our hearts to him. And as we make this climb, it's going to cause all those things that don't matter to fall off of us so that those things that do become our purpose going forward. So this is step number three. Hallelujah. Tonight we're going to do step number four and Wednesday step number five. And we're going to complete so that next Sunday we can get into the city. And I hope you're ready for what God is doing. We have been slowly building up. And I just pray each week just gets you higher and higher into the things that God wants. Father, we thank you that we can worship you. You said those who worship you must worship you in spirit and truth. And we pray in that we would be alive in your spirit and that we would worship in truth. Yes, we have things in our past. Yes, all of us have things in our past that are not good, but you are going to make it right by changing our lives so that we don't have to do the past anymore. The past is over. The past is gone. It is finished. And now we can put a step forward into your spirit, into what you are doing, and we can worship you truly, just as David did. Father, help us to worship you in spirit and truth this morning. Help us to experience how great it is to be glad and to let everybody know, wow, I got to be with Jesus this morning, and it's so exciting. And let people know how exciting it is to spring forward when we spring forward in you. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to understand all that you're offering us that we can protect more and more of who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.